This session will cover shoulder pain, and in particular, we'll be talking about rotator cuff tendonitis and rotator cuff tears. Um, these conditions can range from subacromonial bursitis and rotator cuff tendonitis to partial or full rotator cuff tears, and they're often caused by excessive overhead motion, um, and a, a high percentage of the patient population are going to be folks who have been playing um, sports such as baseball. So our discussion here is going to be divided into five separate areas. We're going to talk about um, patient symptoms, patient exam, uh, your differential diagnosis, your actual diagnosis, and finally, um, the treatment program. So in terms of symptoms, the patient is going to have nonspecific pain in the shoulder with occasional radiation down the lateral arm. It'll tend to worsen at night or with overhead uh, movement. Motor weakness with abduction will be seen um, in the presence of the tear. Um, for your patient exam expectations, there's going to be a decreased range of motion between 60 to 120 degrees, and tears will lead to weakness on abduction. Um, you're also going to see an impingement sign. So what is the impingement sign? Um, here, the impingement sign is going to be pain that is elicited from 60 to 120 degrees of passive abduction, which suggests um, trapping of an inflamed rotator cuff on the overlying acromion. Our differential diagnosis is going to include four primary things. Um, first, you're going to want to watch out for bicipital tendonitis, and this is due to repetitive um, overhead motion, um, common from folks who play sports that require throwing um, or swimming. Um, the exam here will reveal tenderness along the bicep tendon or muscle. Um, second, you want to differentiate degenerative joint disease. Um, third, you want to distinguish away systemic arthritis. Here I'm talking about rheumatoid arthritis and pseudogout. And fourth, referred pain from a pulmonary process is also going to want to be distinguished, as well as subdiaphragmic processes um, or pain caused by those processes, cervical spine disease, or brachial plexipathy. So what does our actual diagnosis look like? Well, two things to keep in mind here in terms of clinical pearls. First, diagnosis is made by history exam. And second, MRI can be performed if a complete tear is suspected or if no improvement is seen despite conservative therapy and the patient is a candidate for surgery. And the rotator cuff um, can be healed. Um, and here we want to, of course it can be healed, but let me give you four pearls to help you out. Um, first, uh, the patient is going to want to, again, rest. Um, and decrease uh, participation in exacerbating activities and combine that um, activity modification with intake of NSAIDs. Second, steroid injections can be resorted to if no improvement comes from the first clinical pearl. Third, um, your range of motion exercises to strengthen rotator cuff muscles once acute pain has resolved can be of help. And fourth, the patient in some cases should be referred to the orthopedic department for possible surgery if there is a complete tear or if no improvement is seen with conservative therapy after several months. And that concludes this short session on rotator cuff tears.